Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash True Off My Chest, where OP Sister murders two people. Our next Reddit post is from Overall Tour. Not content with just tearing apart my family, my youngest sister has managed to destroy the hearts and souls of two families. Gross vehicular manslaughter while intoxicated. Two counts of it. She was so wasted that she doesn't even remember leaving the party that night. She was out partying again. No idea why, she failed nearly every single one of her university classes. She's never needed an excuse though. College for her has just been a free pass to party and run up a credit card bill. My parents have sheltered her from the minute she could walk and have never made her face a single consequence for her actions. This last year has shown that she has no motivation to work or do anything, really. Just guilt my parents for money with promises of doing better next time. We knew that she was driving while intoxicated. She crashed the car that my dad got her into a pole while she was high on MDMA last fall. I told my parents that they need to take the car back. I told her that she had to stop driving if she was high or drunk. I begged everyone to do something before she hurt someone. A mother and her child. Those are the lives that she ended up taking. I heard that the mother was married and had a young baby at home as well. My sister doesn't understand what she's truly done. That, or she doesn't care. My parents have convinced her that everything will be fine. Again, because they don't understand or care. They think that just because she's 19, they won't throw her in prison. Because she's never been caught breaking the law before, she'll just get a slap on the wrist or something. That she can bat her lashes and fake cry, so she'll avoid the big girl consequences for the mistake she made. She's looking at 20 years in prison for this. I won't be sticking around to watch this courtroom drama play out. Me and my brother are cutting contact today. That's awful, OP. I hope she gets the full 20 years. Our next Reddit post is from Throwaway Propose. This story features me, a 28-year-old guy, my girlfriend Elise, who's 27, and her best friends Leah and David, who are both 27. Elise and I have been together for three years, living together for one and a half years. Our relationship was very strong, and we were madly in love. All of our friends always used to say that we were the perfect couple. Our communication was strong, and we had everything planned in our lives. I told her that I won't be marrying her before I get a job that pays well enough to build our family, and she agreed. Well, I got a very good job two months ago, and we started planning our lives together. 
Our plan was to get married in the next year or two, buy a house, and then have kids when we have more financial stability. She also started dropping hints that I should propose. I was already planning to propose, so I started researching for rings, proposal venues, etc. This is when I contacted Leah and asked her to meet me and keep it a secret. I told her my plans, and she confirmed that Elise would love this, and also gave me some suggestions, which I loved. Leah also included David, as the three of them were best friends since childhood and knew each other very well. They also helped me pick out the ring. The plan was to rent a cabin surrounded by nature and wilderness because Elise likes that a lot. I rented the cabin, and on Friday, I took the day off without telling my girlfriend and met up with Leah, David, and one of my friends to set everything up. I went back home after that and ordered Elise's favorite takeout. We talked about her day and then went to bed. Now, a week ago, Leah had invited Elise for brunch on Saturday, which was my proposal day, at this new fancy place, which was my proposal location. Leah emphasized that the place was fancy so that Elise wouldn't get suspicious of Leah asking her to wear a nice dress. On Saturday morning, Leah and David came to our apartment to pick up Elise. Then, I drove to the cabin, made sure everything was perfect, and waited. The drive was like 30 to 40 minutes from our apartment, and they should have been there. I thought they were going slightly overboard with stalling, so I waited there for another 20 minutes. Eventually, an hour had passed since they left my apartment, so I asked one of my friends who was there to call David and sneakily ask how long it would take them. My friend called David two to three times, but I got no answer. Then they called Leah two to three times. No answer. I assumed the worst. I called David and Leah as well. Still no answer. Finally, I decided to call Elise. On the first call, she didn't answer. My heart was racing at this point. As soon as I called her again, Leah answered instead. I was panicked and asked her if everything was alright and why is nobody answering the phone. Leah went silent for two seconds and then started yelling at me. She told me to never call Elise again and that I was dead to her. That she doesn't want to see my face or talk to me ever again. I was so confused and started crying and my friends had to console me. Soon after that, I got a text from Leah that she'll be coming over later with David to get Elise's stuff and that Elise doesn't even want to step foot in the apartment, even if I'm not there. I immediately called her parents to ask what was going on. They had no clue what was going on and told me that they'll call her and ask. I got a call from them 10 minutes later saying that they called Elise and she told them that she can't talk right now and she'll call them later. They were also confused about all this. I was devastated and didn't know what to do. My friends took me back to my apartment and we hung out. David and Leah came over in the evening to take Elise's stuff. My friends and I tried to talk to them, but they didn't say anything. They just asked me where Elise's stuff was and took some of it and said they'd be back for the rest later. They also reiterated that if I tried contacting Elise again, I'd be reported for harassment. At that moment, I just wanted to cry because just the thought of me harassing my girlfriend was overwhelming. After they left, my friends told me that they think that I shouldn't be alone right now and they were staying the night and won't take no for an answer. We stayed up and talked until 4am last night and then everyone went to bed. I wasn't able to sleep and I've been just thinking about every potential reason for Elise's behavior, but I don't have any answers. The only scenario I can think of is that Elise was cheating on me and somehow she realized that I was going to propose and she freaked out and told her friends that she can't do this because I cheated on her. 
This still doesn't make sense, but it's the closest thing I have to an explanation right now. Today was supposed to be the first day of our engaged life together. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some answers from her parents if they talk to her. Oh my god, please tell me there's an update. There is not an update. Shoot. This is weird. This is a weird story. What? What is going on here? This is super shady and suspicious. Some people are suggesting that maybe the girlfriend suspects OP is cheating because he's been sneaking around and renting a cabin and things like that. So she interpreted those actions as cheating. But I don't think that's logical because wouldn't Leah and David defend OP and say, no, there's a very logical explanation. Let's just go meet him and he can clear this up. Here's here's my theory. And I don't know how viable it is, but it's the only explanation I can come up with that makes any kind of logical sense. My theory is that Leah and David secretly hate OP, or maybe David has a crush on Elise and Leah also supports David being with Elise. So together, the two of them concocted some lie, essentially, that they told Elise, because that would explain, one, why the girlfriend is so upset, and it would also explain why they're not telling him anything. Because why would David and Leah talk to OP? Because they're lying about everything. Right? Doesn't that kind of make sense? Like, maybe they tell Elise that OP tried to force himself on Leah and that maybe David was there to witness it. And finally, she has a tearful, like, confession to Elise. And Elise says, oh my god, I can't believe it. I never want to see him again. And then the three of them just leave out of OP's life forever. I, I don't know. I, I wish I had evidence here. I wish I had a an update. I hope I see this post on r slash best of Redditor updates. Because this is weird. This is super weird. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. 
Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code RSLASH at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code RSLASH at liquidiv.com. Our next Reddit post is from Frequent Gas. My brother is 31 years old. In his time on Earth, he hasn't had to lift a finger to keep any of his needs met. He dropped out of college after less than half a semester because he couldn't bother rolling out of bed before noon to take the car that our parents got him to class. He's worked a combination of two and a half months his entire life. He lost his first job at a Dairy Queen because he swore at a mother over the drive through speakers, and lost his second because he got caught stealing from the till of a family-owned restaurant. He spent the last eight years rolling out of bed at 2pm to do nothing but play video games and troll Discord servers to find someone just as pathetic as him to hang out with. It doesn't help that he's an annoying, violent, self-centered brat who would push my parents in front of a bus for the thrill of the dopamine hit. My parents always tried their best with us. They gave us everything we ever needed in life, and then some. They've always been more than understanding to all of their kids. For me and my other two siblings who are actually worth something, it led to incredible performance in academia, well-paying jobs, and an amazing start to our adult lives. I wish I could commend them for the 75% success rate, but they've allowed that man-baby to sit in his cradle and make demands for 31 years too long. And now, they find themselves with an overgrown toddler who sits in the attic playing Valorant all day, while cursing my mom out when she dares to ask him to clean up the rotting garbage that he spreads across his room. Last year, my dad had a stroke. He's now to the point where he needs 24-hour care from a professional. My mother is burned out. She retired when dad had the stroke so she could take care of him, and it's done more damage to their relationship than 33 years of marriage could ever do. It doesn't help that my parents are perpetually harassed by the child demanding his dinner be delivered to him while he screams at teenagers over the internet. Me, my other siblings, and my parents have been talking for months now about solutions. At the beginning of the month, we decided that dad is going to a care center. Mom will sell the house and move to a senior center that's close to dad. And the man baby will hopefully find a box with an internet connection. Mom and dad have always protected him. But my guess is that the stroke finally woke them up to the reality of the situation. Yeah, it sucks. And they're to blame for allowing him to get to this point. But there comes a time to cut your losses, admit you messed up, and move on. It's a shame that all the man-baby siblings, including myself, hate his guts. None of us care what happens to him, and it's interesting to say that out loud now that I think about it. I got the privilege to be there yesterday when he got the news. Mom's going to be moving in with my sister until the house sells. Dad's going to the care center next week, and movers will be clearing the place out starting pretty much now. He has one month because the eviction process is already rolling. The non-emergency police line already knows that his temperamental and violent butt has been served and is ready to respond if he does something stupid. Oh, and our firefighter neighbor will be over in only a few minutes if he needs his butt put in gear on short notice. It was wonderful. His meltdown was legendary. He actually stomped his feet and screamed that it's not fair. He said that he was going to sue all of us, and he screamed in an elderly man's face saying that he was going to kick his butt. 
He demanded to know what we were going to do to help him find a place to live, how much money we were going to give him to make sure he didn't end up on the streets, and asked what he's supposed to do about the fact that he was saving his money to buy a new graphics card. He somehow still doesn't understand exactly what he's facing. He's now not talking to mom or dad. He's locked himself in his room since last night and only comes out to use the restroom and take food from the pantry that will not be filling itself anymore. It's great that my other brother is staying with my parents and working remotely to make sure the man baby doesn't try anything and to update me and my sister on the man baby's tantrums. I'm looking forward to the next month. It'll be the best reality television that I've seen in a while. Then, one month later, OP posted an update. So, after my original post, not much happened at first. The man baby sulked and gave my parents the silent treatment until both of them moved out of the house. He had a bit of a tantrum when he realized that my brother would not be buying groceries for him and he would <gasps> have to spend his computer fund to feed himself. After mom moved out, I think that's when it hit him that this was happening and no amount of sulking or complaining would stop the eviction date from coming any closer. He had a massive tantrum a few nights after mom moved out. He blew up the family group chat, demanding we help him find a place to live and give him money for a deposit. <laughs> I responded with a gif of a laughing cat, and my sister blocked his number. He and our brother got into a fight, but like I always thought, he was too cowardly to actually do anything, so he sulked in his room. Skipping every little petty and childish thing that he did over the month, he did, in the end, find a place to actually live. He started doing Uber to make some cash, while he claims to look for a job. We'll see how that turns out. Anyway, from what I understand, he knows someone locally that he plays video games with, and the guy hooked him up with a cheap place to live. And when I say cheap, I mean cheap. I offered to help the man baby move into his new place, and I got a first-hand look at the crack house he's now living at. He's living in one room above the garage in a three-bedroom rundown crack house straight out of Compton. The place has fiber internet though, which was a must-have feature for my brother, apparently. I didn't get a single thanks for helping him move, and he demanded that I buy him lunch afterwards. I left him hungry. Anyways, we'll see how long this lasts, because the man-baby still seems to insist on not getting an actual job, and thinks that if he begs me and my family for money, he'll get by. He apparently has already nearly depleted his graphics car fund, and is blowing my mom up asking for thousands of dollars. So, it seems to be going well for him. He did ask me for money when I was helping him move, and I told him that McDonald's is always hiring. He, sc <laughs> he scoffed and told me that he's too good for that. I guess we'll see how long that lasts. Anyways, the man baby has left the building. And there you have it, everyone. This is a depiction of the, t <laughs> of the typical Valorant player. And to all my fans out there who play Valorant, search your heart. You know it to be true. That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.